started that diet? Have you started reading your Bible more? I mean, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Leviticus is coming. I saw a tweet uh, last night, I thought it was pretty good, that you know, technically New Year's resolutions don't start till the first business day, right, of the, of the new year. So this weekend we've, we've been good, but it's interesting that there is something in the air that says, hey, there can be something new. With the new year comes new opportunity. And it's interesting that while that is true, 80% of resolutions are forgotten by the second week of February. But there's so much hope in making them. And I don't think that's a bad thing because there's something about a new year that says, hey, you can achieve to do better. Now, in the one sense, you know, don't Jesus juke me just yet. I, I understand that that's, that's contrary to the gospel. But on the other hand, there's something that we can actually do with that spirit. We aspire to do something better. But if that is true, then why do they end so quickly? I mean, why do we make New Year's resolutions so quickly, and then by the second week of February, statistically, they dissipate? You see, I believe that as we start today with our series, Back to the Basics, that you and I are prone to make unrealistic expectations. You and I are prone <laughs> to let ourselves down. That while we set that goal of maybe losing weight, or while we set that goal of eating better, reading our Bible, whatever it may be, we let ourselves down because once we slip up, how much easier is it to do it again? You don't eat well, but you want to start? Well, then have dessert sometime. And may I just advise, this, this was really helpful, buy your own carton of promised land chocolate milk. That way, when you want something sweet, don't say, I can't have this. Go to the fridge and get it. You want to start exercising. Well, start small. James Clear, in his book, Atomic Habits, actually says that if you want to start exercising in the new year, that you should, for an entire week, just put on workout shoes and then take them off. Put them on, then take them off. There's something about habits that we know they start small, and that would be the best way to start. But we go from binging Netflix to, if you're like me, like, I'm going to work out seven days a week. <laughs> I brought my gym bag right after church. I'm going straight to the gym. I'm not, but that's what we do, right? And we wonder, we wonder why these things fall, why these things fail. And then if we're not careful we can sometimes bring these things into our walk with Jesus. Because as silly as maybe a new diet or exercise, and it's, you know, I would advise you to do it if that's where you're at. There's nothing wrong with that. We sometimes bring these same tendencies in our walk with Jesus, especially when it comes to a new year. And we think, well, I, I don't read my Bible at all. So I'm going to start a chronological reading plan. And I'm going to read four chapters a day. So that I'm done by the end of 2022. We sometimes think like that. And, and what I want us to see as we start this series back to the basics throughout the month of January. Is that what if Jesus is inviting this newness of a new year, right? He's inviting the spirit in the air that things can be fresh. Not as a condemnation to do more. 
but as an invitation to go deeper. You see, this series that we're starting for, for January is not, is not a call for you to do better in 2022 when it comes to the spiritual life. Rather, it's an invitation that starts with Jesus, that invites us all to go deeper. And the good news is you don't have to do it alone. There's an African proverb, you've probably heard it, that if you want to run fast, run alone. But if you want to run far, run together. This is a time where we have the opportunity to join together as the local church and the local expression that says we don't want to do better. We want to go deeper. We want to run with one another in this new year. Not so the city would know our name. Not so our church would grow. But simply that we would just go deeper in our relationship with Jesus. So with this in mind, we begin today discussing one of the best aspects of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And what it means to be a committed member of Christ's church. And that is community. Community. One of the earliest metrics of the early church was their community. As we think about the beginnings of the early church and, and Jesus has, has died and he has been buried and he has been resurrected. And he is no longer with the disciples and those that he appeared to after his resurrection. One of the earliest metrics that you were actually following this man was the community at hand. And this early church community, while it was not perfect, was grounded and marked around one common ground. And that's true of any community. I mean, think about like a CrossFit group. That's like a cult. You know that? Like, like those, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. But if you're either in CrossFit or you're out. There's no like, oh, I kind of do it on the weekend. No, you don't. It's a community. Think about a Facebook group that you join. Within that Facebook group, there is one common ground. Like, like you know, my, my wife has, like, pugs of North Carolina, right? So it's all about pugs. There's no, like, what, are, what, what brings us to this group? Pugs. Think about a concert. You buy a ticket, and everybody in the venue is there for one reason. You all have common ground. Takes me back to my first concert. It was Nickelback. And they get a bad rap. You know, I'm trying to bring them back in 2022. But it was, it was Nickelback. The early church community was not just out there and out there and out here and out here. I mean, yes, there were missionary journeys, right? The church was growing, the church was spreading. But no matter where they went, and especially when they gathered together, their community was centered around Jesus being the Son of God. And this is true of us as well. I mean, isn't it fascinating that we come here and we don't worship like many gods? Like one Sunday, it's this God. The next Sunday, it might be this God. We worship one God. Isn't it fascinating that we meet every Sunday and we're in it for the long haul, but we never go to another book? Like, at what point does this get boring and we just go to a new one? We open the same book every Sunday. We don't listen to a bunch of ideas, not even mine. We open one book. We worship one God. And above all, we come together in one spirit. Paul says as much in Ephesians chapter 4, you can turn there. If you don't have a copy of scripture, we have free Bibles in the lobby. I think today, this Sunday, would be a great, great opportunity for you if you've never owned a copy of scripture. To take one home and use that in 2022 
But nevertheless, as you flip there, it'll be on the screen as well. And this is what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 4. There is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called to one hope at your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all. This is our grounding as a community. Everything that we do as a church is rooted in this belief and this truth that Paul is exposing here. That do you not know, church, that we come together today because there is one Lord, one faith, one calling, one God who is in all and above all. But where we want to spend most of our time today is not just grounded in this reality, but what Paul says before this. And where we really want to key in on today as we read and understand what is to make up our community. Because you guys are here. So there's something that brought you here. Something within you says it's important to gather with other believers on Sunday at 10 a.m. Many people are gathering together right now. So in a sense, you already believe in community. But do we know what makes up a community? And luckily, Paul tells us. So right before he says, there is one body, one spirit, one Lord. This is what he says in Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. And this sets up that idea that your common ground is Jesus. But here's your community, church. Here's what he says, starting in verse 1. Therefore, I, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to live worthy of the calling that you have received. With all humility and gentleness, with patience bearing with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Therefore, verse 1, everything that Paul has been reminding us of in Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, and he's talked about how we have gone from death to life. He is talking about how the gospel and the Spirit of God has gone to the Gentiles. And now he says, because of all that, church, This is what I urge you. This is a plea. This is a command, an exhortation, if you will, of Paul to this local expression that Jesus is alive and we are here to worship him. He urges us to walk worthy of our calling. And if you are in Jesus this morning, simply put, your calling is your salvation. Paul is saying, if you have been saved, then this is what your life is to be marked by. This idea of walking out our calling, walking out our salvation, is not just the idea of our faith being lived out, but it's being lived out in the presence of others. And how do we know that? How do we know that Paul is not just speaking to the individual here? Did you notice what he put marked their lives? The way that we are to live and these virtues, if you will, directly affect those around us. Humility, gentleness, patience, love for one another, Unity, peace. Paul is saying here within this passage that if you have been saved and you are walking out your calling in this community, then you are no longer alone. You're no longer alone. The gentleness, the patience, the joy, the love for one another, bearing with one another, these things are being produced within a community of people, and we could say it like this. That community is the expectation of a life changed by Jesus. Community is the expectation 
Paul is writing to this church. And he says, as you live with one another and as you walk out your faith, your call is to do it together. And in this new year, will we, us in this room, us, not just me, but us, be a supernatural expression of the community within the kingdom of God? Allow me to challenge you for a minute. Will Sunday morning be an expectation for you and your family? One guy on Twitter always puts it, that Sunday morning church is a Saturday night decision. And just in that spirit a little bit, will Sunday morning be an expectation for you and your family? Will you join a community group? You see, what we are doing here today is an expression of community, the physical gathering. Guys, we just went through a time where a bunch of churches were not able to gather. And honestly, it was so cool to see churches trying different things to to stay connected. It was really cool to see churches go start live streaming that have never done it before. I think, you know, if, if, if we were to reach people, then we have to have those kinds of creative ideas to reach people where they're at and people are on the Internet. I think that's awesome. But man, did 2020 not show us that there is nothing like the local expression when we can gather together. If you are sick, if you're unable to get out, if the world shut down again, then church online is a great, great tool. But it is not a substitute for the local gathering of the body. There is something about me and you coming to this place, the physical gathering. And the reality is many Jesus followers around the world do not have this privilege. They meet in secret. They meet in rebellion. Missionaries around the world cannot use their real name. Missionaries around the world have to start businesses for their reason of being in the country. We have friends who it's not illegal to be Christian in Italy, but we have friends who are missionaries in Italy who their main resource is coming together within their small apartment and teaching English. And where do they start? With the Bible. The English words that people are are learning or the common language that you and I use every Sunday, but they're not sitting in a venue like this. Community, the physical gathering, is a gift. And where else do you do it? Where else do you gather in a room with this many people surrounded by one goal every week? Sports don't even go all year. Concert tours take a pause. Schools take summer and winter breaks, but the church keeps going, and the church, Lord willing, keeps meeting. But before you, you, you think I'm here only to get you to, to come to our church, and I'm not. It's not my goal. Where we really want to go when we're talking with this community is, yes, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's vital that we enter into a community group. I think it's vital that, that Sunday morning church attendance, not because God will love us more, but so we can go deeper with him, is vital. However, what if in 2022, the real win was not just growing a community here, but with your neighbors? What if the real win of 2022 was not getting your neighbors into that seat, but the real win was you getting around their kitchen table? What if the real win was this community that doesn't look like I'll get them here and you save them, but that we actually are doing intentional things to say we are an expression of the body of Christ, and I'd love to sit around your table and just talk life with you? What if that was the real win? What if you actually knew 
your neighbor's name. Because notice, these virtues are not just to be lived out amongst people, but they're situational. When Paul writes, have all gentleness and patience and love one another, Paul knew that not only was this a community staple of the body, they weren't just the local expression of the resurrected Jesus, but the people reading this letter worked real jobs in a real marketplace, in a real town, interacting with many real people. Many of us in this room interact every day with people who are far from Jesus. I mean, guys, I, I, I think about it a lot. Like, my friends, my closest friends are believers, and a lot of them are pastors. The people I interact with for four years were people that were going to seminary with me. The coffee shop I go to, there's a lot of believers there that I talk to. So I don't have the toughest job in the room. You guys do. I have to honestly work to find a non-believer. Because I'm just naturally surrounded by a bunch of believers. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if we are to live out these virtues in situations, I mean, man, praise God for you guys who are working marketplace jobs. You're where the people are. We take jobs, and we're in classes, and you guys every day interact with people that are far from God, that think Jesus has forgotten them if there is such a God. I mean, heck, even just going to lunch after church, how will you treat the waitress or the waiter? I mean, will we be mad that it's slow? Will we be frustrated that our order came out wrong? Or that our cup isn't refilled. I mean, we have these opportunities to, to interact with these people and show exactly what Paul is talking about. Humility, peace, love, etc. Because you know what's interesting about all these things? They're not an issue for me at Citizens. I genuinely don't have an issue being hateful here. I love it here. You know, I don't have to work to be patient here. It's not hard for me to be at peace on Sunday mornings with you guys. I mean, there's differences in the room, but we all come with one accord, right? Like, it's not, no one's acting like a jerk here. But you know where these things are hard? Within my marriage? On the road? When people are just dumb on social media? Maybe at your job? In your classrooms? With our neighbors? It's interesting here that these situational virtues I have no issue with here. I have no issue talking in front of anyone and everyone at one time. This is not hard for me. But you know what's really shameful? Is that I've dropped the ball getting to know one of my neighbors. There's a guy who lives right beside me. And on my left, or on my right, I know Mark and Gail really well. But on my left, there's a man who I think his name is Timothy because we actually got his mail sometime and had to take it to his house. We haven't gotten past the, hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Now, I just said that most of my interaction is with believers. I don't know if Timothy, if that's even his name. I don't know if he's a believer or not. And I've lived in my house for over a year. I've dropped the ball in this. And I'm saying it out loud because I want to be held accountable. I want to, in 2022, get to know him more. Not like a weird way, 
But I'm like, man, I got to be the one that next time I see him out, go over there and shake his hand. And that's going to be real awkward because I've had multiple opportunities. And I'm sure he's going to be like, dude, we've lived beside each other for a year. Why are you coming over now? And honestly, I have to apologize to him that I have not been a really good neighbor. I haven't gotten to know him. I don't know anything about him. We just exchange pleasantries when we happen to be outside at the same time. My goal this year is to introduce myself and actually get past those pleasantries. And I believe that this is why things like peace and patience and love and bearing with one another, all the things that God has supplied are within your calling, your salvation. Because not only are we to be a community, and not only is community an expectation of those who have been changed by Jesus, but community is actually a reflection of Jesus. Community is to be a reflection of Jesus. Where do you need this command of patience? You need this command when you're tempted and maybe even justified to be irritated. Where do you need this command to be peaceful? When you're tempted and maybe even justified to be angry. In the real world, we are to be exercising these virtues as we grow in our faith and exalt Jesus in our actions. But man, this is so much easier said than done. You know, I said in the beginning of this that this series would not be a condemnation to do better. But it would be an invitation to go deeper. Because we realize it's so much easier said than done. I can talk in front of you all. If someone new comes in, I can shake their hand. How do you hear about citizens? How are you? But my next door neighbor knows nothing about me. So much easier said than done. And honestly, as I think about that virtue and I think about this invitation to go deeper, I don't believe that Jesus is angry with me about not knowing my neighbor. I don't think he's condemning me when he says, go meet Timothy. I just think instead he's putting this conviction on my heart to get to know him as a gentle invitation. You see, condemnation is not from God. And sometimes we get those twisted. Condemnation is not the same as conviction. And so if you were in here today and you were feeling this conviction that, man, I have not poured into community either here or with my neighbors or even in my own family. Guys, will you just hear the gentle invitation that Jesus has for you that you can actually reflect him in the way that you do this? It's not do better. It's not. Let's go deeper. Let's try it out. Is there a call on your life to reflect Jesus and how you act around others? Yes. But in this we fall short. And I think the bigger picture of this passage here is that when you do fall short, the gospel is our reminder of who is truly all of these things all of the time. And so in our community in 2022, we are not to be a reflection of Jesus to show how like him we are. But to truly reflect him and his character towards people who fail, stumble, and sin. You see, our sermon in a sentence as we wind down this morning is simply this, that at the core of community is the gospel. The good news that while you fall short in your patience, there is a God who has patience towards you. As you fall short in your love for one another and as I fall short, there is a God who loves and saves your soul. As you are not gentle with those who are closest to you, 
There is a God who is gentle and picks up the lowly. Why do we have community, fellowship, brotherhood, and sisterhood? Because Christ first had it with us. The reflection here is not perfection like Jesus. But this community that we have is to be a reflection of the perfection of Jesus. Remember what Paul said? He did not say, do all these things so that God will love you more and you'll be special. He says, do these things as you walk out your calling, as you walk out your salvation. Why? Because your calling and your salvation, they show the world that there is one Lord, one baptism, one God who is in all and through all. And that when you fail and when you do not love one another, when you do not keep peace, when there is no reconciliation between you and your brother or you and your sister, there is a God who has all of these things. This true community is found in Jesus. And we know this because even I will let you down. Within this community in 2022, I will let you down. Others in this room will let you down. And will it be our attitude to reflect the gospel in the peace and the unity and the love for one another, or will we just quit? It is not my goal to let you down, but if we have true community, I will. When I fail at this, I need you and I need others to come and encourage me again and again. That true community marks this, but true community shows the gospel. That there is a God who has community with us. And if you are not in Jesus, maybe your first step this year in community is coming into community with the God of the universe. Before you ever commit to this, maybe God is calling you to not follow Citizens Church, but to follow him first and foremost. And maybe just maybe we could be that local expression for you. It's our prayer in 2022 that this would be a place of true community. And we're not just saying that. We're doing that. We've been thinking, the leaders of this church, we have been thinking for months now, how can we take this next year and actually be community? Because it was my temptation in 2021 to just survive. Let's just make sure this place opens. Let's just make sure that we're doing things so that we, we, we last further than 2021. But now we're here by the Lord's kindness and his grace. And what are we going to do with community? And so maybe there's a next step for you. Maybe your next step and your first step is salvation. This belief for the first time that God actually paid for your sins. And that you can have a new, fresh start because of Jesus and you can understand this peace. You can understand this love. You can understand this unity with one another. Maybe that's your first step. Or maybe your first step is community groups. Groups are starting back in February. And I do not just say this because it would look really good on the church for everybody to be in a community group. Me and Emily are in a group. We do not lead. We are in a group. Maybe you need to sign up. You can go to citizenstriad.com slash groups right now. You can sign up to be in a group if you've never been in a group. And we will let you know where, where groups are meeting, when they're meeting. Maybe that is your next step. Seriously, do it. Maybe your next step is to get dinner with a neighbor. Maybe your next step is to make that invitation. Mine is. And say, look, 
I'm just sorry that I haven't been too neighborly recently. And I'm not trying to be weird, but like, how are you really doing? (laughs) Maybe that's your next step. I posted on social media that we had a big announcement. And a lot of people texted me with like, what is it? They thought it was like, we're moving locations or, you know, I got fired or something. I don't know. But what we've been working on to really be a true community in 2022, and we've been working on this for weeks and months in 2021, trying to put the pieces together and figure out what this could look like. And so in 2022, right now, we are launching what we are calling a community care initiative. And what this is going to be is a hub for community. Community groups will fall under this. Prayer requests will fall under this. If you notice on the graphic, community at citizenstriad.com. If there's a death in the family, if there's a birth in the family, if there's (laughs) things to rejoice with, if there's things to weep with, this is going to be the hub to make sure no one falls through the cracks and we are really building community. On our website, if you go to citizenstriad.com slash CCI, which is the Community Care Initiative, you can read a little bit more about it. This is where you can sign up and, 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 and fill out a, um, a form if there's something going on in your life that you want us to know about. This is going to be a place where we want to provide resources really, really soon of like neighbor discussion. We want to provide resources and PDFs where you can say, hey, I want to talk to my neighbor, but how do I do it? Well, here's five questions to just break the ice with your neighbor. Or maybe you're going to dinner with your neighbor and, you know, you're at the house or you're around the table. Here's five questions to just break the ice and have small talk around the table. We want to do things like that. If you have a prayer request, it is now under this. We want to do things to actually care for one another. We want to put things like this, not so God will love us more, but so that we can love each other more. Even in the coffee room, I don't know if you noticed, uh, Lindsay Teal's been working really hard on getting a big board in there. And so it has serve teams, but it also has the month of January for birthdays. So we want to know your birthday. We want to do things like that so that we know we're reaching out on important dates. And so you right now, after, well, not right now, maybe after the service would be good. You can go in there, the pin's up there. You can write your name under your birthday if your birthday falls in January. We will be updating this every month as just a way to say, hey, we want to not just be a church that talks about it, but we want to do something about it. There's a church right in our backyard, the Kernersville Church of Christ. Uh, the pastor's name there is Eddie, and we're getting coffee soon so that we can talk about how to collaborate and reach more of our neighbors. They're in our backyard. Why are we not collaborating? This community care initiative is going to actually say, if community is our value here at Citizens, we want to do something about it. And we want this initiative to embody these things, that we are gentle, that we are humble, that we are working with one another in patience and humility and and love and peace and all these things because there is one Lord and we want everybody around us within our local church and abroad to know who he is. That's why we're doing this. And so if you would like more information, next Sunday night, the the 9th, we are going to meet here about 6 6 p.m., and myself and some other people who are spearheading this, we're going to meet here. And we're going to brainstorm about what this could look like. So if you have a passion to just love on people, to pray for people, to be in the loop when there's prayer requests, to be in the loop when it comes to, hey, this, this family needs a meal. If you want to be in the loop on those things, we invite you to come back here next week at 6 p.m. Because we are going to brainstorm how we can do this together. This is not a me thing. This is an us thing. I can't do it alone. 
I need you guys to help us to work together to serve alongside. And that is our that is our goal. That is our goal as we reflect the gospel, as we reflect the community that the gospel offers. We want to do things like this. So once again, what is your next step? What is your next step as we look at community? If you need prayer, if you need Jesus, I will be in the back. And I would love to pray for you. I'd love to just pray for your 2022. If you're just looking to go deeper with Jesus in 2022, I would love to pray blessings over that. I would love to encourage you in that. If your next step is a community group, sign up. If your next step is getting dinner with your neighbor, invite them. And if your next step is, hey, I want to commit to being a part of this care initiative that has eyes for our community, has eyes for our local people, then, hey, next week we will be here at 6 p.m. to brainstorm, to just pray. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time. So what is your next step? It's not a condemnation to do better. I'm not asking anybody to do better, and neither is God. He's inviting you in the spirit of freshness, in the spirit of, oh, man, new year, new opportunities. You can go deeper with your God. That is our prayer as we get back to the basics, back to the basics of community. It's show up. Love one another. Hold a door. Man, it's, it's, it's vital. It's vital. And our prayer is that you would be in community with us in 2022. Once again, I just want to publicly say, if this church has let you down in 2021, we're sorry. We're sorry if I have done that. I am sorry. But we want to do better. We want to love one another. We want to do this together in 2022. And so whatever your next step is, I pray that you would take it. Once again, I'll be in the back as Travis comes up and, and leads us in one final song. I'll be in the back if you need prayer. Or I'd love to talk to you more about all these things after service. Amen? Let's pray together. Jesus, you are great.